0: Deathwatch. Welcome back to Cradle of the World, a Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 slash Pathfinder first edition campaign by Deathwatch Productions. Now we will rejoin our heroes. uh, At the end of last session, Graham was walking back to the village on the surface of the ocean, being followed by a pod of orcas without a real understanding of how he got out there. Um, Fenrith had cast word of recall after the world collapsed on him and made it back to the home of the heroes. Um, Kazimir had made it out of the complex that was collapsing and down a staircase to a beautiful silver door, which he opened that led to a large room, and Rohan was trapped deep in the earth, wriggling through a tight tunnel barely wide enough to fit through he had reached a point where the tunnel angled sharply down into water and then sharply again after 10 feet he cast dancing lights so he could see in on uh and now he will have to decide if he's going to risk going in the water but really what choice does he have first we'll uh introduce our hero starting with chris Hi, I'm Chris, I'm playing Casimir, Hero of
1: the Rock, and uh, I'm ready to play.
2: Hi, I'm Travis, I'm playing Graham, Hero of the Sea, and I've had some time to think I'm going to join this pot of orcas <laughs> rather than face the shame of yet another Graham failure, even though it was an evil wizard, but I have higher wisdom now, so it hits me a little harder.
3: <laughs> and I'm Justin, playing Rohan, Hero of the Sky, who is... You know, strengthening his crippling fear of tight spaces right now.
4: And I'm John playing Fenrith, Hero of the Flame, and I'm going to start looking for
0: replacement heroes since I'm the only (laughs) only one to survive. (laughs) Uh. Okay. So, we'll pick it back up with you, Rohan.
3: All right. Um, Seeing that it bends down below, I'm going to hope that it comes out somewhere that's a little dry and try and force the water through that pipe by using my last gust of wind that's in my armor, or in my ring. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'll shoot gust of wind, 50 mile an hour wind gust. Um,
0: I'll put my hand underneath the water a little bit to try and force it forward. All right. So, yeah, you reach down and put your hand in the water and use gust of wind. And, um, you know, it's extremely... Loud and these tight quarters, and uh, you do see the water, you know, because there's about 10 feet straight down, and then it curves sharply, and uh, you do see the water being pushed by the wind. Um, once it gets around the corner, you're not sure what happens there, but after the wind dies down, the water returns, but uh, now not very much water is left, okay? So so the section that you're looking down doesn't have any and just a little bit comes to that corner there, um, where you would turn. All right. So I'll
3: use the the rest of that round to start wriggling my way down.
0: Okay. All right. So you wiggle, you know, through here, you got to squeeze really tight and then you come to that sharp corner and, um, so we're going to have to get some sort of roll from you to squeeze and turn the proper way to get in here.
3: Um. Well, I've got an escape artist that I could try in the tower.
2: Yes. You need to start carrying some personal lubricant with you at all times if this is going to keep happening, Justin.
3: Are we going to get on the topic of L's and self-created personal <laughs> lubricants? <laughs> is yeah. that a topic? I think we've had those discussions at some point. (laughs)
0: All right. So as you are squirming down there. So wait, I guess that's the question. Did you want to go ahead? Well, you can't, you have no other choice. So, yeah. yeah. So you squirm down there head first and, you know, no matter how heroic you are, your back only bends back so far. So the way you've got to get in here is um, facing up. Yeah. So now you'll be, having to pull yourself uh, with your head facing the direction you're going now. Okay. But you do manage to get there and you can see uh, when you crane your head back, um, you're not, you're not really able to get into a good position to see very far. Okay. And
3: I do still have dark vision on, Uh, it should last a little while longer. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of the angle. Okay. I'm still holding it together. Yeah, I'll keep, uh, pushing my way forward, scrambling to try and survive.
0: Okay. All right. So you start, you know, squirming your way in that direction. And, um, that's what you're doing. And then we'll go, um, we'll go back over to Fenrith.
4: So if I remember correctly, um, I healed myself a couple times and then started walking out of the, uh, Home of the heroes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Fall One had uh, confronted you with the spear, but when he recognized it's, it was you, he's like, oh, glad you're back. All right. And you so had, you,
4: to, yeah. I will uh, do another channel energy and continue walking. So I'm going to be heading in the direction of the, the uh, rock cliffs. Do we have any horses in this village? I don't know that I've mm. ever... No. I think it was just that mule, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I will just continue on towards the rock cliffs.
0: Okay. Mm.
4: That is my All right.
0: Turn. So, yeah, you heal yourself, and then you start heading off in that direction. Now, um, you know, you guys weren't in that temple very long at all, so it's still storming outside. Still real bad rain, thunderstorm. So, um You're dealing with the weather, but you start heading off in that direction. And then Graham? Yeah, one of the things I thought
2: is I have this language uh, sitting in my head from those old hero memories is that I might try to speak Aquan to these orcas and see if they respond to it. Oh, okay. There's a little meta-knowledge coming into it, because I know whales are supposed to be pretty smart as far as mammals go, but I'll just give it a shot, see if I can – would be like, hey – you guys stay over there and I'll stay up here. We're good, right? But I'll say that in Aquin. Okay. Or shout it, probably.
0: Alright, yeah, so you shout down at the large <laughs> shadows underneath you. <laughs> um,
4: they respond in common We're just here <laughs> to help you, Graham. <laughs>
2: And if I do strike up a friendship, I want to come back onto the village straddling a couple of, you know, a foot on one whale, foot on the other. Yeah. Like holding the fins.
1: Force them to beach themselves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just go right up there. But there is no evidence that they understand you. They haven't haven't made any threatening moves towards you. They just seem to be following. Maybe you should, uh, like.
1: Clap your hands together in kind of a floppy motion, and maybe uh make a kind of a barking noise at them.
2: <laughs> well, it was just uh outside chance, so I'll keep hustling along over the top of the waves towards the land. Am I seeing it now that I've traveled for a bit, or I just still have the memory of where it was from? Yeah,
0: there? you still are okay. too far away to be able to see. I guess we're still going in rounds, aren't we? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they're not making any moves against you. And then Casimir. So you you had opened this door, and um, you could see a large room on the other side of it. And so that's where you uh, enter. All right. And um, so now, as you enter and you get a better sense of the the room, you can see that this was a uh, fashioned room. Um uh, carved out of the stone somehow all right um uh, but it's got um you know it, it, the ceiling is like sixty feet or i guess in this case forty feet, and um it's got uh so from where you are, you've got a hundred feet to the other side, and as you step in more you get uh, a, a look at the rest of the it's basically a perfect square, okay. And it has uh, pillars, three on each side that rise to the ceiling. And so they've been they've been carved, you know, beautifully, but at one point you can see that uh, they were just carved out of the stone of the room rather than put in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The other thing of interest about this room, is there's a large throne on the north wall with, you know, steps leading up to it. And and that seems to have been carved out of stone as well. And then on the opposite side of the room from that throne, there's a massive door. And that's the only thing that you can see as you step in.
1: All right. I'll uh, kind of keep an eye out, make my way across the room over to the other large door.
0: Okay. So this door is, um, much wider than the one you came in, but it's also built that it's the same style, like a double door, um, with its intricate carvings and scroll work on it. And, uh, also made of a strange silvery metal. Um, you can see that there are, uh, like the one thing that catches your eye here is that it has the notches or the The catch is to be barred Mm. from inside, but they're 15 feet up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah, I'll see if I can give it a
1: push open or a pull. I don't know. Whatever it does.
0: Yeah, it'd be a pull.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're able to pull it open. Yeah. Stick my head out uh, into the or through the door, then.
0: All right. So, what do you see as you pull that door open? First of all, um, you. Realize that the door fit so perfectly that, um, that when you open it, air rushes into the room from out there and you smell, um, sulfur mm-hmm. faintly coming in. And, uh, you look down that hallway and you can see, uh, that the walls and the floor are far too smooth to be natural. And it has sort of a, um, well, I, like a, a um, like a steeple at the top, that sort of shape to it. Okay. Um, but from where you're standing, and what is your... you have, what, dark vision? Yeah,
1: dark vision and seeing visibility.
0: All right. So for dark vision... 60 feet. Okay. So, yeah. So you can see that there is nothing but straight hallway for 60 feet.
1: All right. I'll uh, start jogging down it then.
0: Okay. All right. So... Um, <laughs> After about 100 feet, it branches sharply to the left. All right. And as you look around that corner, you see uh, another large metal door.
1: All right. Yeah. Let's uh, jog up to it and see if I can open it.
0: This one is barred from the inside. The bar is 15 feet up. Okay. This door is 50 feet high and also shaped perfectly to match that, that pointed ceiling. Uh, also with the intricate scroll work on it. But do a linguistics. already. There you go. Okay. So looking at the, um, the scroll work and the carvings on this door... You, uh, you know, first instinct is, well, it looks just like the others, but something catches your eye. And then as you look at it, you see that it's markedly different. And what you're seeing here is um, something that looks much more like the uh, dwarven rune magic that you've encountered before. So you don't know a great deal about dwarven rune magic, magic except that it is a magic and that it follows its own rules but um but you can tell by looking at it that this is related to that what you're seeing here all right and so it's up to you like you can see that it's barred 15 feet up with the thick um bar seems to be made of the same metal um but with that roll, you can make some sense out of what you're looking at here if you wanted to spend the time.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll start uh, deciphering, or attempting to, uh, some of this dwarven... Okay. Uh, ...runes.
0: Alright, so you're going to look at those. Um, uh, Rohan. So you are wiggling around uh, along this tight tunnel, and then your uh, head bumps into stone as you're brought to a stop. And you can see that it angles sharply to the left. What What is your left? Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'll kind of
3: twist around until I can make the bend around the corner and then continue pushing
0: forward. Do you want another check? Um, no. Okay. No, we don't need one, but you, um, you twist around in that direction and you – squeezed through and finally managed to get yourself straightened out. And um, you crawl along this tunnel. Uh, I mean, it seems like a long time, but, you know, probably only 15 feet. Okay. And then you, uh, then you reach an opening and you can see that it um, exits into a wide, uh, an open space. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. I,
3: Finish that last burst in a panic.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you burst out of this um, hole and in what turns out to be the floor of this um, open chamber that that you find yourself in. Um, And it's clear that the floor, at least, used to be part of a room. Now, whether that fell from somewhere else or was always here, that's completely... Uh, unknown to you but looking at the floor you can tell that it was uh, made to be a floor so you can see the you know the mortar and the flagstone you know a lot of it's been damaged by the rubble but as you squeeze yourself out of this hole into this opening and you've got a space probably about 20 feet in diameter okay um, at at first glance there's nowhere to go from here because of all the rubble Um, but that's where you find yourself as you pull yourself up and dust yourself off. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to spend a round just kind of
3: rocking and holding myself as I try and get over the experience of almost being buried alive again and the ability to move in more than one direction.
0: Okay. Catching your breath. And then Fenrith, you're moving along to the west towards um, the entrance to that... Temple. Yeah. And so from the home of the heroes, um, you know, it's pretty much a straight shot um along those rocky cliffs to reach that point. And uh with the storm <clears throat> still battering you and the wind still blowing, you're not like visibility is very poor, and obviously you hear nothing but the weather. Um, but you can see well enough to uh, keep your footing. On the on the stones as you make your way in that direction, but it'll take you a while to get there. Yeah, figured it would. Okay, and then Graham, so you keep moving along, and you've now reached the point where you can make out uh, some light up ahead. Okay, it's still storming; it's raining pretty bad, but um, as you look, to, you know, towards the village, now you're starting to see. Um, you're not sure. It, it seems to you like it's probably the like from the lighthouse. Okay. But at least it's from the general area of the village. And so, you know, you're not, you know, far away now, probably three miles or so. Then um, the orcas are still following you, but they're not bothering you. But let me get my... Okay. Do a Perception. Nicely done. I should
2: have done that in the tower, though. No. I just wanted to use the nice little perception button there.
0: There's
3: a nice little perception button?
2: Yeah, on the main page. It's down by where your senses are listed.
1: Mm-hmm. You can still drag that into the...
2: That's true. Well, can I? Yeah,
1: that's how I do it. Okay. It's used to the double-clicking for everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a good good perception roll. So you're walking along the ocean. Um you know, sloshing along the surface of it. And, uh, you know, it's raining and it's thundering, but you can see these, uh, orcas below you keeping pace with you, but that's pretty much all you can see. Um, you know, because of the magic of your surface walk, even though there's a lot of waves out here, you know, you still keep up on the surface, but it does create sort of a rolling, uh, sensation for you as you rise and fall as you're moving along. But, it actually is sort of enjoyable in a sense, but uh, you're looking ahead with that perception. You can tell that that's definitely the lighthouse you're seeing. Somebody's lit it. Um, and you can see some of the lights, even from the homes that are closest to the beach. But like I said, you probably got about three miles to go.
2: Okay. So,
0: and then, uh, Fen- you know, and then Fenrith keeps going and then, Casimir, you're looking at these runes, and you've got that, uh, that linguistics that you did. Would uh, detect magic also be a good idea? Yeah.
1: I'm going to blow up, aren't I? Okay, I'll uh, use a swift action to negate my uh, uh, fail chance. Nope, oh, come on. There we go. And I will cast detect magic on myself. Okay. Or would it have been read magic.
0: Um, well, detect will let you detect that they that there is some magical effects here. Okay. Read magic would would be better to learn like what the what it is. Yeah. Based off of looking at it, it's okay. up to you. But I also need a knowledge arcana. All right. Uh... All right. Oh jeez. Okay. So uh, yeah, so you're looking over this, and um, you know some of it like. You you got to look higher up to see and, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like it follows any it, the order that a, a writing would follow. And, you know, as you're looking at it, you can see that a lot of these runes are distinct. They have their own distinct purpose. But there is definitely a sense of them all also working in concert with each other. So as you're looking over this, um, you... You discover that this is a lot like dwarven runes that you've seen before, but they're different enough that it catches your attention and uh and as you continue, um you'll start to see some uh some runes and some script even that uh that mention the name uh, what was that? What was it on this door? Oh right. Ner. Um so you're seeing um uh, writing referring to someone named ANAM, A-N-N-A-M. and uh other instances you're seeing someone called the All Father and you are also seeing uh the name Surter, S U R T R. Do
1: I have any knowledge of any of those or is it just a uh too dwarven for me
0: no that's it's not dwarven enough so basically um that's what catches your attention that this is giant Mm. rune magic right according to your studies it was um it was actually giants that had taught the dwarves the rune magic after having enslaved them for you know thousands of years Mm mm-hmm the the dwarves are said to have learned their rune magic from the giant, so this is like the original uh, style. Okay. Of course, that's just like one of the things you've read. The dwarves insist that they learned. They taught themselves from or, uh, Moradin. From, yeah, they're but, God. Um, but you can definitely see the um, the lineage of the of the of the artistry between the two. Like you can definitely tell that. Uh, the the Dwarven runes that you've seen before have this as a base. Okay. It's sort of how, you know, some of the languages that you know, you can tell are offshoots of other languages.
1: But other than that, like nothing too hostile in the uh, runes themselves or?
0: Well, so as far as the runes themselves go, you can tell as you look at the whole that these are runes intended to seal this door Mm. from what um, is on the other side. And that's what the magic is bent towards is keeping what's on the other side from coming through. Great. So, um, but anyway, so you've been looking at this for a while now. And as you're looking at over this door um, and you've picked out those names and started to associate the runes with their meaning and, uh, as it becomes more familiar to you as you continue looking over it you can see that um there was a uh so, some sort of collaboration between um the giants uh either the all father or either anam or surtur or both and um uh tarcellus okay so um you know the longer you look at it the more it becomes clear that uh, uh tarcellus or at least those who serve him or work for him were responsible for um the intricate scroll work on these doors and they obviously owned the property like this was their land mm. um and from what you can tell as you look it over Either Anam or Sirdor or both—it's hard to tell because there's like a antagonistic bent to some of the some of the story that you're picking up here. Mm. Um, but they were responsible for the runes themselves, mm. and uh, an unknown third party was said to have fashioned the doors and provided the the metal for them. Mm. So that's what you've determined so far. It's been, but there's more. Okay. But that's what you've determined so far. And uh, Rowan, you're yep. sitting up and you're catching, you finally caught your breath and you're looking around and the fear's starting to slip away now that you've got some space around you. Yeah. Uh, but as you look around, you see that um, whatever this place is, it's entirely encased in rubble. So you haven't given it like, you know, a serious search walking around and looking, but just from what you can see, there's nowhere to go from here. Yeah. I'll,
3: uh, cast another dancing lights and kind of spread them out around the room in a way that will illuminate everything and start the process of, you know, knocking on various walls, seeing like testing rubble and seeing if there's a, a way of, you know, if there might be a weak point that I could try and push
0: through again. Okay. Uh, you, you cast this dancing lights and send them about, but at that same time you hear help.
3: Okay. Um, do you need a perception check to see if I can pinpoint the location?
0: Um, yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, um, it's pretty easy to tell where it came from. So, I mean, you can head over in that direction and you can okay. see that the, um, you know that whole section well basically everywhere is rubble being held up by the pressure of other rubble what mm-hmm. it looks like all right and uh but as you go over there to where you heard that voice you uh you know on the other side of a large uh piece of rubble you see a man laying on the floor that well laying in the rubble so this is a um you know m- probably the same mage that you were battling up before the collapse happened. I'm going to draw my knife. No. Okay. Um, So you can see that he is trapped. Uh, Most of his body is free, but his left leg all the way up to mid thigh is stuck in rubble. And he's obviously in very bad shape. All the rest of him too bumps and bruises and bleeding from half a dozen Cuts and scrapes or whatever. And, you know, he's barely conscious. So he's not really even looking at you as you step over, sort of in your direction. Okay. Um,
3: yeah, I'll try and move a little more stealthy as I approach him. I guess mages don't need to be completely free to kill you. Mm. Okay. And then once I'm close enough, I will
0: rush him and try and slit his throat. Okay. All right. So you, um, you know, you're moving over there stealthily and you can see him. He's sort of like slowly moving his head from side to side. Um, and he says, help. And one more time, you know, in a raspy, parched voice, but he doesn't seem to, you know, he's not looking at you. He doesn't seem to have noticed your approach. Okay. Yeah. I'll attack. Coup de gras. Yeah. If possible, yeah. Yeah, it'd just be a coup de grace. With your knife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, he doesn't really even notice that you're there, and then you, you know... Jab the dagger through his eye. Yeah, stab him through the eye, and, you know, gives one you know, jerk, and then he's still. Okay. Um.
3: Yeah, then I'll start searching his body, see if there's any anything on it I can use. Okay.
0: Yeah, so... Um, he, he seems to have, you know, all of his stuff. He's got a, a, a pack that, you know, with some effort you can strip from him. And then he's got his pouches that are still intact. Okay. Um, as well will
1: see if you can find his spell book.
3: Yeah, it might be in the pack. Um, but yeah, I'll see if, see, just kind of take stock of what, what he has. Okay. Let me. Um and as I do I'll, I'll cast uh detect magic on myself so I can see if there are any magic items in his possession. Okay.
0: So we have Okay. Yeah. So uh yeah, he's got a lot of stuff that's magic. Okay. You can see in his case um magic aura from bracers that he's wearing. Okay. A headband, um his cloak. Okay. He has a wand. All right. And there's a second wand that's broken. So no magic aura is coming from that. But uh, one wand is whole. And... I'll be... Um, are there
3: any scrolls or anything like that? I I seem to remember the other mages or the mages I've run into so far using something to teleport. And so I'm going to be searching for anything that looks like it might be that kind of a a thing. Um... Um, only got one identify, but and no knowledge arcana. Decent, spe- well, pretty good spellcraft, though. Um, yeah, he has. I'm uh, gonna toss a spellcraft in the tower, see if I can get a, a vague idea of what these are after studying them for a minute.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, you do find a spell book, okay, and you do find three scrolls in his pack. Okay, so I will
3: um, use a read read magic cantrip and see if I can figure out what these scrolls are. This is where I need to find, like, a picture of his sweetheart and get all depressed. <laughs> wife and kids. Yeah, a wife with, like, six little kids around her out in front of, like, a an orphanage that they run together.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then also you notice that... Um, that collar that he was wearing that was sending those black lines across his face. Mm -hmm. Um, As soon as you killed him, like those black lines receded and that snapped open. All right. I'll take that and put it in the pack with the rest of his stuff. Okay. And then as far as the scrolls go, you were going to look at those.
3: Yeah. All
0: right. So one is, so one of them is a scroll of, um let's see that one would be pass wall
3: Mm.
0: and then the other another one is um, forceful hand okay and the last one is uh, secure shelter okay so I will put these in your inventory okay there's pass wall forceful hand And then Secure Shelter. So that's the scrolls you find on him. Okay. Those are some pretty high-level spells. Yes. Okay. So I'll put I'll just put the rest of the stuff in your inventory and you can identify it as you get time. Okay. Um,
3: I I do want to use my one identify spell um, to identify the wand. Okay. And I'll Keep the broken one just in case we can put it in the gnomish thing and repair it. I don't know, man. It's starting to make threats. <laughs> yeah, but everything that we run across makes threats to us. I mean, these people showed up out of nowhere and immediately threatened us.
0: Yeah, that's kind of rude. Okay, so the wand is a wand of heightened hold person at fourth the fourth level. Okay. Okay. So I'll put that in your inventory there. All right. So yeah. So he's dead, and you've grabbed um like the stuff from him, yeah, and then I'll and then including his spell book. Yeah,
3: that'll be a good one to add to our collection at home if I make it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then go back to what I planned on doing before I was looking for. Thin spots in the wall, or or any place where I might be able to sense something on the other side of the rubble, an opening.
0: Okay, so all that stuff's in your inventory now, <clears throat> and then uh, so you're just gonna go around, yeah, kind of knocking on walls,
3: you know, um, and listening, see if I can hear somewhere where it either sounds echoey on the other side, or if I shift rubble a little bit, see if. Any kind of opening starts to open. Okay.
0: All right. So, yeah. So, you go around doing that, trying to look around, do a search or Uh, perception, sorry.
3: Perception.
0: In the tower? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, you find two places where, you know, just poking around, looking through the spaces, tapping on things, you find two spaces that you think lead to an opening that you could move through one is you know like chest level and the other is um the ceiling what what constitutes the ceiling of this chamber here okay so it'll be you'll have to decide oh and but also i should say you you are pretty certain that moving the rubble out of the way in either place is going to lead to a cave-in. A cave-in. Hmm. So, you know, you'll have to pick one or the other because you won't get a second chance at it. All right. And then, um, uh, Graham, you can see the beach now. So the- you, you see the docks, you know, where the boats are, the fishing boats are. Um, <clears throat> you're close enough that you can see those now. You know, it's still storming, but you can see the beach and you can see the you know, the lighthouse up on the cliff and some lights coming from some of the areas of the village. Okay. Well, I'll just waltz onto the island like I live there. Okay. So roll your perception. All right. So uh, which path would you like to take? Uh, Which part of the island did I come in on? you're
2: like by per- the hero house
0: yeah i mean you're pretty much by the boat docks so like you can see the hero house up on the cliff there yeah and there's like a
2: switchback set yeah, of stairs that go directly there yeah i'll i'll go with those
0: okay all right yeah so you go that way so you walk across the beach and you get to that and you start uh moving up that um those ramps essentially um that are staked into the cliff wall and when you get to um about the middle you are looking up above you and you spot three figures moving stealthily up the ramps so it's hard to get a a look at them you know because of the angles but you know but you do know that there's three of them up there sneaking okay. up the ramps um Well, I'll finish uh, climbing up, but I'll
2: go stealth as well and uh, just try to get closer to them
0: if I can so I can see who they are and what they're about. Okay. Yeah, so as you get closer to them and there's no sign that they've detected you, you realize that they are goblins. Are they wearing like the uniforms that
2: we've been seeing recently or hmm Okay. Yeah, and they're carrying, like, the muskets. All right, so I'll wait for them to continue on to where I can, like, fall in behind them. Okay. And I'll start picking them off.
3: I'm so proud. <laughs> Why? Because you're following my lead. <laughs> well, yeah. Even I'm if you like weren't there. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. I tried talking to these goblins. Yep. Yeah. Now it's time to go full murder hobo on them.
1: We have a home, though. You can
3: be a hobo without a home, can't you? Or with a home? Mm. We're not often in our home. I think that's yeah. a
2: good... Uh, Probably lots uh, of hobos claim they do have homes.
0: Okay. Yeah, so in pretty short order, now that you've got a target, um, you, you get up to the point where you're pretty much right behind them. Yeah. So I'll um,
2: sneak attack them, plant my dagger up in the prime kidney meat, mm. try to muffle their their cries the old stab and cup a hand around the mouth not that not that they will be crying out as Christopher Lee has instructed me mm-hmm. but also just so I can if they kill him in that one hit then I can uh, ease them to the ground
0: all right can you see him on the tracker here let me take
2: a look yes okay does it matter which one I target yeah
0: so the they're in order there from last to first so okay the first one that you could reach would be the private... Private number two. Two, yeah. Poor fella. He probably wanted to be
2: private number one. Nah. <laughs> okay. Single attack with blood tooth. Or let me roll two for some reason. Looks like I got a 25 on that first one or That's the same. That's a hit. Okay. So how did you want
0: this attack to go? Yes,
2: yeah, so I went in in his back. Okay. And then uh, wrapped my other hand around his face. And if he dies, you know, I'll bring his body to the ground.
0: Yeah. So he definitely dies. So you lower him slowly to the platform there and up ahead. His companions are unaware. Yeah. And then I'll start stalking up towards them. Okay. All right. And then, um, Casimir. So you've been looking at this for a little while longer and, um, uh, so the sense that you're getting is that uh, um, there was some antagonism between like Sertor and and Anam, uh, not but not of uh, not enmity. It was more that Anam uh, was disappointed in Sertor, and Sertor was trying to uh, regain favor okay and uh and agreed to whatever that ann had agreed to with um tarcellus and um so anyways the 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 initial theory that you had that this was designed to keep something from coming in is true and that was what they all designed together and um but it wasn't like there were enemies out there they wanted to keep out. It was that they were sending someone out who couldn't come back until their task was complete, mm. whatever that was. And that is not alluded to.
1: So it could potentially be uh, maybe sort of uh, metaphorically keeping them. Well, like also literally, but you know more yeah. of a, like a banishment right type of thing okay
0: yeah well maybe the banishment's not the best because you don't get the sense like wh- whoever that they sent like the senses that they have um heroically volunteered mm. it's not like a punishment so. all right
1: so it's not like some demon that's gnashing at this gates right. that they're trying to keep out all right um i'll try to uh unbar the door and open it and explode probably from Dwarven Rune. Uh,
0: yeah, no, they don't, they don't explode. And the bar despite its construction is, uh, I mean, you gotta like, you know, shimmy up there. Yeah. To reach it. But, um, it provides almost no resistance. It's, it's incredibly light.
1: Then I'll try to treat it fairly, uh, respectfully. I'll set the bar down up against the wall or something and then give the door a push or a pull.
0: Um, Yeah. So you pull it open. And, uh, as soon as you do both heat and light assail you, um, in a blast and, uh, and you look out and you see, uh, a massive, endless, seemingly endless space. Um, all of it lit by the dim glow of, uh, you know, flowing lava. And basically, uh, so what you see as you step out, you, as you're looking out that door, is there is a path that's like 50 feet wide and it's not, um, it seems to be natural and it, and it sort of moves this way and that um, generally in the same direction, but, you know, sort of like a snake shaped path that um, it's, it's very wide, but on either side is, you know, a drop into uh, glowing pools of lava fun. Yeah.
1: All right. I'll, uh, start, uh, kind of jogging down the, uh, winding path then. Okay. Hopefully I can get out of here.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you go out into this, um, open space and you start moving along the path. And as soon as you reach this path, um, as soon as you reach the point where it begins and on either side is a drop into the lava, you find a, corpse mm. on the ground so this is a um this is a very large orc but it's dead uh, dressed as a warrior um, it looks to have been killed by a massive sword stroke right through its chest um, there's not really an indication when that took place like the blood's dried and mm. You know, because of the heat, there's a just... desiccation. Yeah. Occurs.
1: Okay. Uh, is it in the uniform of the uh, soldiers we've been encountering? No, no. Oh. Any uh, markings or symbols on there? That,
0: uh... Uh, well, this one has a, um, like a large brand on its forehead. Mm. Um, this particular one has a, um, well, it's just like a fist. Okay. Like a mailed fist. And so the only other thing of note is that it is um equipped quite well for an orc. Yeah. Like its its armor and weapons were very well made. All right. Um yeah, I'll uh
1: leave it there and continue on.
0: Okay. All right. Uh Rohan. Or I mean Fenrith, so you have been moving along these cliffs. And do a perception for me.
4: You want it into the tower or do I use the button?
0: Yeah, the tower. All right. Uh, So you're moving along and the wind is, you know, blowing the rain and there's thunder. uh, But you're moving along quite well along these cliffs towards the um, entrance. And then you see a um, in in, uh, in the light of a lightning strike you just happen to see a large shadow on the ground of something passing over you, a large uh, bird. But when you glance up, you see as that light fades, it's pretty high up there, but as that light fades, you see that it's definitely not a rock, uh, but it's much bigger than any bird you've ever seen on the island. Okay.
4: Um, If it doesn't seem to have noticed me, then I'll... Continue going.
0: All right. And then, uh, see, you continue along some more, and then you see another one uh, when the lightning flashes. This one uh, it could be the same one, it's hard to say, but it, it's lower, closer to the ground than the other one was. But uh, you are able to detect the uh, uh, unmistakable metallic sheen to this one. As the light reflects off of it before, um, before it's dark again, as the light fades. So this one um, looks—it's uh, smaller than your rocks, but still enormous.
4: Oh, what? Uh, I mean, is it—is it a bird? Can I tell that it's an actual bird or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bird.
4: Metallic bird. Okay. Um, let's see. So, I will, uh, I'll pull a coin out. Well... Hmm. I don't know if I should do that pinpoint where I'm at. Um, I mean, I'll I'll just try to, you know, keep, uh, keep as hidden as I can, uh, while moving.
0: Okay. It's gonna be a horrible. Alright. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, there's, you know, not really places to hide in this terrain anyways, but you, um... You know, you're doing your best to try to stick to the larger boulders as you move. Um, but uh, you continue traveling along and they don't, whatever it is, doesn't bother you and you don't see it again. But you're about a mile away now from where that entrance was. Okay. All right, Graham, the next one. Did you want a new stealth roll? Yeah. Okay.
2: All right, I commandos stock up to that one and uh, repeat the action that I did in the previous turn.
0: Yeah, go ahead and make your roll. Okay, that's a hit. Yeah, so that... Um, you're talking about private one. So that kills that one too, however you want to describe that that action. Yeah, pretty much the same way,
2: unless the positioning was different. But I just get up behind him, put the dagger in his back, cup his mouth, and ease him to bed. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, so you lay that one down and the one in front um stops suddenly and hunkers down and holds his hand up and then um, I'll stop and hold my hand up behind me too you should grab his hand like cup it gently <laughs> doing great and he says something in a, I mean you don't understand the language right it's goblin but but he but he says something and he's looking up. You know, further up the ramp, you guys are almost to the last ramp before you'd reach the cliff. Yeah, I'll just do cliff. a but, uh, you know, he has his hand up and he's looking up there and he says something to you. Yeah, I'll do a non verbal, uh, make my voice gruff sort of grunt. Uh. Okay, do a bluff or what do we call it in this? Um,
1: yeah, I think it's still bluff, Yeah, right? Bluff should have just said F it and just <laughs> stabbed <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you make that, you know, noise or whatever and um he doesn't look back at you. He just keeps looking up. And then uh, after a moment he, you know, you know, uses the hand signal to keep moving and he starts creeping back up. So mm-hmm. well, I'll start closing the distance between him and I. Okay? All right. So yeah, you would reach, I mean, you're pretty much right behind him at that point. So
2: okay. Well, I will stab. So
0: this one looks a little different, though. This one clearly was the leader. He's got a bit better armor on him, right? But
2: I mean, I could do a full attack. I'll split up Blood Tooth and uh, just start slicing and
0: dicing. I mean, you do know that um, at this point, if if he cried out, it'd be worse for him than you, because his companions are dead, right? And it's too noisy anyway. So for the yeah. storm.
2: I mean, I'll I have that first, you know, going with my sneak attack, but then do the rest of my attacks as well. All right. So,
0: roll those all out here. That's two hits. Well. Did I miss only one hit? No, I think more of them should have hit. Let's see, what did you?
2: I did cover the uh, first half of the d20 pretty well. Right. As is my ability. <laughs>
0: But that 19, all all except the, let's see, what did you roll? All of those were hits. Okay. I'm not sure why it's saying misses.
2: All right, I should have all the damage out there on him now.
0: All right, so yeah, so that, I mean, that kills him too, so you can describe how you want to do that.
2: Okay, so let's see. So I go in for that initial brutal stab right in a good spot like I normally do, but then I'll... uh Slice up under his armpit with my left dagger, and as he's turning around, like, oh, you know, I'll just draw him across his throat like that in okay. a scissor
0: motion. All right,
2: <laughs> that's that's how I always imagine I would use daggers in real life, <laughs> and my, my enemies would always be like, and I'm just like, <laughs> with their head perfectly tilted back, <laughs> right. yeah,
0: yeah. So that that kills that one. And now you've got this, the last section up to the top of the cliff, and then okay, you'd be on the outside of the wall.
1: Thank god it's raining for you, <laughs> otherwise, you'd scare old Fulwin. <laughs> it
2: wouldn't scare him, he'd be happy about that. <laughs>
1: All right, mm, more and then, bodies uh, to bury,
2: Ron in the garden. <laughs> yeah,
3: <coughs> harvest is going to be good this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to take. The option of the one that was in the ceiling, um, considering that it kind of felt like all of the rubble dropped down a level, and I'm hoping to get back to the exit if possible. So, okay. Yeah, I'll start shifting the rubble and be ready to, I don't know, move in some way to if it starts to collapse on top of me.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, so let's get a um, reflex save reflexive okay so you you know you get up on on top of some rubble where you can reach that area that you were looking at and uh you know it's like all of the weight of this stuff basically being held by a you know fist-sized uh piece of stone at the very top there um so you can sort of look at it and gauge when i pull this out this is the stuff that's going to fall and so this is what I need to do and you know as as it turns out your guess was pretty accurate for the way that things were going to happen so the danger from above was not so bad most of the stuff up there was smaller but you knew there'd be a chain chain reaction to bring the stuff on the sides that weighed a lot more inward yeah and that's exactly what happened but you know because of your quickness you manage to move out of the way of the dangerous stuff spring off of some of the heavier things and and leap up into this opening that's been created um at the top which is um perfectly square and worked stone but uh that used to have uh like a ladder set into it most of the rungs are broken but you do manage to get a hold of what's left of one of them and it's enough okay. to pull you pull you up high enough that when the rest of the room finally settles then you can stand on the rubble okay you um, would definitely have been crushed but now you find yourself you know standing there on relatively stable <laughs> rubble rubble with this uh square shaft leading up okay
3: um yeah i'll start Climbing, uh, using my fly ability if I need to, like if the entire um, ladder has fallen or something like that.
0: Okay. Yeah, so it's easy enough to get up there. And um, you don't know what the ladder was for, what used to be down there. But as you ascend, you reach a point where this branches in multiple directions. Um, but, But not up anymore now. You know, the cardinal directions. Or, you know, but it's uh pretty crazy to you how straight it all is okay uh, you know but anyway you reach you 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 ascend to you reach a point where it then branches off in multiple different directions and uh from your standpoint, all of them look the same, so you could go you know if you if we use your your survival let's say it's high enough for you to be able to tell. What's north, south, east, and west? And then you've got, uh, you could go north, northeast, east, or um
3: west. Okay. Um, trying to remember. I think that the way we had come in was from the east. So I'll try going that way. But before I do, I'll um try and pick up a like a loose rock, or if I can't find one, then I'll I'll just use my dagger to, um kind of scratch
0: a mark in the wall pointing which direction I'm going. Okay, and so you're going to go east? Yeah. All right. So, um, as you start moving that direction, these shafts are big, not big enough to walk through, but big enough to crawl, like hands and knees crawl. Okay. And um, as you're moving along, it it becomes pretty clear just based on the force of the breeze coming that this probably for ventilation Hmm. that makes sense um but anyway you've got um a good bit of distance to travel going east um
3: as i notice the breeze do i feel it coming into my face or is it coming from
0: behind me uh into your face
3: okay so yeah that'll encourage me
0: uh all right yeah so um you continue moving in that direction, and um, it's hard to say because you're crawling. But you gather, you estimate probably about a thousand feet okay. before you reach the end of the shaft, and then it angles sharply up. Okay. Um, is it an angle that I can? So you,
3: yeah, you. I mean, you could, you could make the turn upward, and. Can I climb it without needing to like make checks or.
0: Yeah. I mean, the walls are smooth, but just the, they're the perfect distance for you to like do that thing we all did in the door frames when we were kids, you know? Yeah. Spider crawl your way up. Yeah.
3: All right. Yeah. I'll keep, keep heading my way, hopefully towards freedom.
0: Uh, well, and as it turns out, that's exactly what it leads to. And you, um, you start to smell, the the ocean and then you know that breeze is coming brings uh, brings that smell but also water starts falling on your on your face as you move upward and um you know as you look up you can see the blackness of the cloudy sky night sky and uh you f- pull yourself out of this and find yourself on um a cliffside okay Of the rock cliffs I'm just gonna lay there for a few
3: moments just thankful to be out out of the this rubble and then it's gonna start to dawn on me that Graham and Fenrith and Casimir were all down there as well
0: yeah that's true so you um, you know this isn't like you know some sort of space that was meant for someone to be on you know, this is the sort of space that, that is for mountain goats. Yeah. So there's room for you to lay down and catch your breath, but, I mean, that's pretty much it. So looking up above, you've got another, you know, 300 feet to the top of this particular spire that you're on. And then, you know, looking down, the ground is out of sight because it's too dark. But Okay. So really, from where you are, there's really nothing to see except for when lightning flashes. Then you get a good view of the of the terrain and you're uh, so when that happens, you realize that you're facing directly out to the ocean. All right. The village would be, you know, to your left from the way you're facing.
3: All right. Uh, Yeah. I'll slowly gather my wits and realize I need to head back and try and get help to maybe clear away rubble to help get the rest of the heroes out and uh, kind of shake off my own ordeal as I enable the fly ability to get up to the top of the cliff and start, start my way back.
0: Okay. Um, all right. So Casimir, you continue along this path. And um, so you're standing there looking at that corpse and then you move along 10 feet later, you see that the entire, the entire surface of this path that you're on is covered by a massive rune, um, 10, 10 feet tall and as wide as this mm. path is. Mm. Uh, can I get a read of what the rune is or
1: is it, uh, just kind of obscured because of its height?
0: Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, you can get a sense that this is, um, well, let me make a, yeah, th- this should be a healing rune. Okay. Well, I guess
1: we can test it out. I'll uh uh was it's blocking the entire path? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll Yeah, I mean there's no way not to not to cross it unless you fly around.
1: Yeah. So I'll climb up and start walking across it.
0: Um Oh, sorry. It's not I mean Hi. it's set into the okay. floor, but um uh, but it's it covers the entire. I see what you're floor, saying. So.
1: All right. Yeah, so I'll just uh begin I'll, I'll take a couple cautious steps first and if i'm not immediately turned to dust i'll figure i'm good
0: yeah all right so you start walking across it and you don't turn to dust um once you reach the midpoint it flares like runes do when they're triggered and uh you know so it's a bright orange light flares up and and come you know covers you but it, it um it doesn't cause any damage it heals all all of your wounds okay nice And uh, then right there on the other side of it, like literally a step off the other side, you see a pile of corpses.
1: Uh, I'll uh, jog on over to them and check out what they are.
0: Yeah. So um, it's hard to get the story here. It's just multiple corpses, but um, all of them are dressed as though they were warriors and all of them have been killed by um, some sort of massive blade. Is, is what it looks like. Um, so you've got another orc. This one has um, a totally different brand. Uh, and on the back of its head, instead of on the forehead, uh, this brand is like a mailed fist holding arrows. Mm, okay. Um, let's see. You also see a um, what you're pretty certain was a hill giant, but the head's gone, um, sliced cleanly off also dressed in much higher quality armor than a hill giant normally should have Um, and there's no way to get a sense of like i said when they died Um, but based on the the markings on the ground um dried blood stains there's evidence that this pile at least the, the that some of them were dragged to this pile and left there hmm. and rather than having all died in that same spot. But, uh, so yeah, you've got the Orc. Um, and then what you're pretty sure was a Hill giant, um, just based on the size and its body. Another th- one is of a size. Uh, it's a little bigger, even than that, um, that you haven't encountered before. This one had two heads, hmm. And, uh, it has been sliced in half vertically from between those two heads to the waist. Mm-hmm. So it's laying splayed with one <laughs> half, you know, um, so that one's dead. Um, you see a Naga, okay uh, the full, the full snake kind is in that pile. Uh, there is a, um, halfling, um, you know, the interesting thing about the halfling is that uh, that halfling was killed by its throat being cut. But like as you you're staring at this carnage and this, you know, pile of bodies, it's like the, that halfling's throat was cut exactly enough to kill it, mm. you know, like like perfectly the exact amount, not too much, not too little. Graham was here <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you're probably thinking did we come through here um, so you recognize those um, there's some more though there's um, splitting a net in half sounds like a Fenrir thing there, mm. there are two
3: humans in that pile
1: are uh, they branded like the orcs or
3: do no
0: they-, they don't have any sort of markings like that um, they're just um, both of them dressed in full plate Uh, that didn't stop whatever blade was swung at him. But uh, then there is, yeah, so I said two humans, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another thing that I don't think you have ever encountered. Um, and it's a, it's of a size with, you know, what you guys were before you had your growth. Um, let me get the description for you so this was hum- humanoid but with scaly skin and webbed fingers and toes and uh you know, sharp fangs it's not scaly in the same sense as the naga it's more fish scaly mm. um but i don't know if you guys ever encountered the S- suhogan.
1: yeah i think i actually speak their language yeah uh the, the like uh Yeah, like I probably wouldn't recognize it because I think I was there was like way when we first started. uh, It was like part of like a backstory for like the hero of the rock like type thing that I was dreaming up. Mm. But it was uh, there was a hero that fought them like in the past is what I was going with. But yeah, so yeah, we've never actually encountered them.
0: Um, Yeah, so that's what Mm -hmm. you see there. And then um, that's it for the corpses there.
1: All right. Yeah, uh, am I gonna have problems getting around them? Or? No, no, no.
0: There's plenty of space. All right, because this path is like fifty feet wide in general. Okay, so there's plenty of room. So
1: yeah, I'll uh take a quick uh, look, make sure there's no other markings uh on any of the other ones other than the orcs. If there isn't, uh, I'll just continue onward.
0: Uh, yeah no more markings okay so yeah so the path continues on and like I said it's as sort of a snake s- snake like shape to it, but generally in that same direction and you notice there is a slight incline to a very slight incline as you move along um, and everything is still lit by that glow you can see it you know when you look down you can see lava down there on the um, there are points at which whatever mist or dust is is, or haze is in the air parts enough that you can see like a, the wall to this cavern where you can see lava flowing down the wall from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, from time to time you can see that, but generally you're not seeing a lot of other features to this cavern, but, uh, you move along another, uh, 100 feet and, uh, you reach a point where uh the path widens out to a plat- uh you know a, a clearing of sorts uh a roughly circular in shape about twice the width of the platform and on here you can see a lot of uh evidence that people camped here so there are um tents still set up um picket lines uh don't have any beasts picketed to them um but um sections of the floor that you can see had uh, been used for uh cooking and you know building fire as silly as that seems in this area and uh then on the other side of this the path continues along you don't see any corpses in this area but there are a few tents that are still, like, a lot of them have fallen down. Is there any tent
1: that would be uh, uh kind of, like, higher up, like, a higher class-looking tent? Maybe, like, someone who would be running this?
0: Yeah. I mean, you you can see a couple that um, the ones that are still standing are, are those type because they're higher quality mm-hmm. materials. So so you can see that whoever had set those up uh, was a person of means, at least. Mm. Oh, I, uh, I think I'll try to detour
1: over to one, see if there's any like documentation, like, or like battle plans or try to get a feel for what they were, what was going on here.
0: Mm. Um, all right, let's, uh, do a perception for me. There you go. Nice. Okay. All right. So you do one of them, you know, probably the nicest of them and uh, certainly sized for something much larger than you Um, and so you step into that you know pavilion essentially and you you can see giant sized furniture um, like a full bed and that sort of thing a desk Uh, but there are uh, writing implements and parchments and paper on that desk and so you move in that direction to look at those And Graham, you've made it to the top now, and so you can can see not too far away the gate through the wall of your house. Okay. Well, I will approach the
2: house cautiously to make sure there aren't more goblins about.
0: All right, do a perception. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing around of any note. Nothing dangerous. Is the gate normally locked? Not for somebody like you. Right.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll get through one way or the other. And then, isn't Fenrith here? No? I think he's
1: marching to the
2: uh, Uh rock cliffs. Too bad. I was going to say I'd run in. Hopefully he'd be sleeping. Start taking his breastplate off. You don't have to do this anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that that effect is long gone. Does it ever truly wear off? (laughs) The effect wears off, but the the longing the anger that he <laughs> didn't give him the breastplate still remains and that he smacked him a couple times
0: yeah, yeah so when you uh when you get up to the house you can see light coming through the bottom you know the windows from the bottom and uh you know when you step in full one is there um and he he says oh hello my lord it's good to see you i feared the worst when when fenrith returned alone Ah, wow. Fenrith's made it back. Hmm. <laughs> he has, but he he set out immediately. Well, where did he go? He moved, went west again. All right. Well, thanks for the information, Fulwin. Mm-hmm. Would you, you like any... some food? Yes. Yes, I've made some food. What have you made? Uh, a Delicious stew with bread, fresh baked. As soon as Fenrith appeared, I started baking it. <laughs> Have some cheeses and nuts, and here's some wine. And he hands you a goblet. <laughs> well,
2: I just need a small bit to to eat on the run. Mm-hmm.
0: So can't well, pass here. that up. So he he nods, and then he hands you. A, he takes the wine goblet, and then hands you a wine skin. Says I've filled this, and uh, and he hands you like some cheese and bread. Cheese and bread. Uh, if any of the other
2: heroes arrive. Tell them I've gone west after Fenrith.
0: I will. Surely I will. Please be careful, my lord. It's almost time for me to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, <Folwin>. <laughs> <laughs> Um
2: Yeah, I'll wish him a good
1: day. I'll give him a couple of gold coins. So if Folwin was to kill us, <laughs> what would he cook you into? Would it be a pie or a stew? I don't know. You don't know?
0: hmm that's a good question.
1: I like think uh, Rohan would be baked into a pie. He's bird-like. That's what you do with birds, it seems. Yeah.
0: All right. So
3: Fenrith would probably be a roast.
0: You're gonna head after Fenrith?
3: Yeah. Okay. I owe him an apology. <laughs> what?
1: No. Yeah, he owes you an apology. He yeah. Did he the crap did why out didn't of you
2: let me take your your breastplate? <laughs>
1: and you got clippers cuz of him for a
2: while. Well, if you beat the crap out of me, he's going to have to prove it. I'd say I'm looking pretty good right now.
0: Mm. Yeah. All right, so Fenrith, you're um moving along, getting closer and closer and then you've reached the point now where looking ahead in that direction, you can see the flicker of a of a fire intermittently as the as the, you know, rain allows.
4: So is there any, uh... Is there evidence of this cave-in that happened?
0: Uh, not that you see.
4: Okay. Hm. I don't know that I have anything... Um, yeah, I don't know that I have anything that would, uh, help me right now. And they they still have their camp set up around here, right?
0: Yeah, there was a camp set up when you guys went in. There was nobody in it, but, um... But they did have it set up. Okay.
4: there's all, uh... Let's see. How far away did we leave the rocks
0: from here? Well, they went to the cliffs. Oh. Okay. To stand, watch, and wait for your return.
4: Alright, well, uh, I'll try to get as close to that entrance as I can um, without uh, just walking out into the open.
0: Okay. Do you want to be sneaky? Mm,
4: Not necessarily, because I know it's not going to do much good, and it's only going to slow me down. Just, uh, not gonna walk out onto any, like, the path and walk through. those uh, well, you know what? Maybe I will.
1: Who knows?
0: Yeah, roll roll your stealth anyway.
1: Are you capable of getting a negative stealth roll? I've always found that's the funnest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he definitely is. Okay. Alright. Yeah, so you're moving in that direction. And, uh, as you get closer, you can see that, uh... The, the fire that you spotted was not in the camp that they had set up. It's like a few feet away from that. There's a little fire set up underneath the outcropping or underneath a, a large boulder. And they've sort of fashioned a, a lean-to to block the wind. And there's, um, so the fire's still going. And then and there's a couple of forms uh, wrapped up in cloaks next to it. And they don't seem to have noticed you.
4: Um Okay. All I see is the two. Yeah. Uh do I see any weapons laying around?
0: Um no.
4: Okay. Well, I will uh I'll continue in as uh draw my
0: sword as I move up. Okay. Alright, so you move forward, um and draw your sword and then why don't you go ahead and roll initiative? Okay. All right. So you move forward. You can draw your sword, and they don't seem to notice you. It's too loud, and the storm's too heavy. So um, now we've gotten to where you're 30 feet away from them, but they haven't noticed yet. So what would you like to do?
4: Hmm try something a little different here um, I'm gonna cast darkness on uh, on like a, a coin or something or a rock and uh, like toss it uh, not right out in front of them but off to like off to the side more as it like a distraction right okay let's see if that works I'll kind of hunker down and see if I can get them to move away.
0: All right, so you cast darkness on a coin, and you throw it nearby them?
4: Yeah, um, more like off, uh, you know, kind of like forward and off to the left of them, right, is, uh, enough to where they, they should be able to notice it, uh, there, but not, uh, not so close to me that, uh.
0: So, are you wanting any of the darkness to envelop them? No. Okay. All right. Just throwing it out there. And
4: more something for them to investigate, hopefully. Because if it doesn't work, then I'll just kill them.
0: Okay. All right. So, let me make their rolls here. All right. So, actually, yeah, both of them, um, both of their heads snap up. And, uh, you know, they both are looking in the direction where that landed. You can see then that the one of them uh, has a um, staff that was um, laying on the ground next to him, and he stands up with it, and then the other stands up, and you can see that one has one of those rifles that these um, people carry. But they're both looking in the direction of where that coin landed, and um, they uh, slowly start moving that direction. One of them calls out, who's there? Um, but that'll bring it to your turn then,
4: all right, so I if they once they start moving off that way, I'll try to move like um if I have enough space like back and around a little bit uh just to be able to bypass where their little camp was to oh, okay and get get around to the entryway
0: all right, um go ahead and do another stealth, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so they're moving off over there to inspect that, where they heard that sound, and then you do see a way where you could skirt around them and get to where the entrance to the cavern was, or to the temple. Okay.
4: they'll all go, start going around that way then. So I don't know if they have any more of these robots around, or whatever they are, uh, the Mm -hmm. law law bringers, but uh, I don't think I can take another one right now, so.
0: Okay. All right, so you start moving over there and you don't hear at least not yet any sound, any indication that they have detected you. Um uh Rohan. Mhm. So, you've caught your breath now.
3: Yeah. Um am I at the top of the cliff? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll start well how if I take a look to the west, how close am I to the rock um cliffs? You're you're in the rock cliffs. Oh yeah um do I have any kind of whistle i might i use to summon tempest yep so yeah i'll uh I'll do that see if i can get get him to respond
0: okay all right, yeah, so you pull that out and you will blow on that it's not you can't hear it but um but you blow on that whistle um Graham, how fast did you wanna try moving because of your particulars you can you can see pretty well despite the storm. Yeah, I'll just move at normal speed. I, oh, I suppose I
2: should have told Fulwin about the goblins, mm. but uh, <laughs> yes, I'm walking along. Uh, does West take us through the village? No, no, no. So I'm not going to come across any
0: people. No, you shouldn't.
2: Well, in that case, actually, maybe I'll divert to the village and issue a warning that <clears throat> there's some enemy activity Okay. Occurring. And then I'll uh, head off after Fenrith from that point.
0: All right. So when you get back into the village, um, you can see that nothing held still while you all were out and about. Uh, there's signs of battle everywhere in the village. The uh, uh, the council hall in the center uh, has some burn marks on uh, on its northern wall. And... There are um, quite a few corpses here and there of uh, goblins and humans and some elves. Most of the village center is now surrounded by a wooden palisade. And uh, it seems to you like, based on the numbers, that um, they might have just decided to cede the outer village and uh, move towards the center together to defend it. That's what it seems like. But um you're quickly able to find um Nas Nasgrim or yeah, Nagrim and uh and tell him. Okay. And he says yeah, well it's not surprised, but um thanks for letting us know. Yeah, you didn't happen to see Fenrith. I know he didn't leave the house this way, but just in case. Oh no, no, we haven't I haven't seen him since before you guys left.
2: All right, well thank you.
0: Uh have you seen he asked if you've seen the mayor? I haven't. I just recently got back. Nobody's seen her for hours. Well, that doesn't seem good. Yeah, we're starting to fear the worst.
4: Time for you to take up the mantle of mayor. (laughs) Are you ready to hold a new election? (laughs) Is that how mayors are
2: determined?
1: (laughs) Flashback to Graham on a switchbacking path outside the house. (laughs) Were those goblins? Did you get a good look? (laughs) Those
2: were my political enemies. (laughs) Uh, well, when's the last time anybody saw
0: her or where? Yeah, it was not too long after you all left and we saw her here at the council hall, but we haven't, there was a battle. We were attacked and after that, nobody could find her. Hmm. People keep asking me for orders now and I guess I can handle it. But a lot of people are starting to get worried, wondering what happened to her. I'm afraid maybe they, maybe they took her. That'd be the best-case scenario. It's a possibility she's dead, laying under some of the rubble of these houses.
2: Well, we'll look into it. I gotta find the rest of my companions first.
0: Okay. The quicker you all get back here, the better. I'm not sure if we can hold out.
2: We'll be back soon. And then I'll head off.
0: Okay. So you turn and start headed that direction when something catches your eye in the You know, that blood tooth vision that, um, you know, means that the the rain and the darkness don't mean as much to you. And you catch that, that uh, the sight of some massive creature hurling through the sky and uh, over across the village center on top of the blacksmith shop, there's someone up there on that roof some young elven boy but he's got a bow and he's keeping watch and this massive avian form swoops down and snatches him up in its talons and then just is gone into the darkness um, they didn't even have time to shout other people did see it and they shout but um but that's what you see so as soon as you register that that all happened you feel the gust of wind some massive force behind you and you can and you wheel around to see that another one of these has uh swooped down and snatched um nagrim in its talons and um you know it all happens so quick but you turn and that's what you see is this massive thing it's like i said it's not as big as your rocks but it's pretty big it's really big um slams into nagram with this force that you can feel in your chest and then it thrusts you know its wings as if to take flight but um but in this case uh it it's it doesn't work out for it and nagram snatches a hold of it and pulls it to the ground and then he's roaring and he's you know swinging his axe to it that's when you notice that it's it's like a metal bird Oh, okay. Like, cause there's sparks as his ax slices into into it. it. Um, and then beyond that, there's blood and bone. Um, and it's like, it, it's as big as, well, it's, it's big as a house, you know, it's huge. So like all of this force buffeting you from its wings and it's thrashing around and Nagram's, you know, screaming curses in a language that you don't understand, but he's slicing into it, um, but that's that all happens within the span of two seconds.
2: And how far away did I get from him? You're like 10 feet away. Uh, well, I'll help him since I'm there, if I can.
0: Yeah, so let me... So, you know, basically that's what you see, and then you dart over. But, um, you know, you can tell already that uh, after the failure of its, um, you know, its initial attempt to lift him off, take off with him, it's trying to... It's Now it's trying to get away. Um, and it manages to, uh, slip out of his grip and take flight and, uh, let's see. So it does manage to, uh, Nazus, I'm sorry. I keep saying Na'Grim. Nazus, it does manage to get away and take flight, uh, unsteady wings, right? Dripping blood. And, uh, but you can see, um, a lot of its feathers were left behind and those like, they're they're definitely made of some metal and they're extremely sharp okay uh and then uh, zeus for his part doesn't seem to be wounded from that but he's definitely fired up now you know and he's he's got the rage on his face so yeah i'll clear out again (laughs) and he screams out watch the skies (laughs) and then in he looks to you and says we're gonna need your birds
2: yeah, we left them back
0: where we flew to, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you better hurry back. There'll be n- nobody left here but me. That's okay.
1: <laughs> Plot twist. We <laughs> abducted the mayor. <laughs> as long as the village of Cradle stays, it doesn't matter well, what happens technically to Technically, we need the uh, elvish people, if because uh, uh, they're going to wipe us out. And if that happens, then Cor Coralon dies. Well, I'll give him my
2: assurances that I will return as soon as I can. Okay, but I gotta find them first. And now I'll head west.
0: All right. So west you go, and then Casimir, inside this um, tent, you climb up on the table. This was a writing table. It's got like all the giant sized ink and okay quill pen and stuff. And um, you know, taking up the the center portion of that table is a a, a leather bound book. Um, this is a uh, large book, and on the front of it, it says the um, the the Journal of uh, Threnzom T H R E N Z O M. Okay, um, I'll flip towards the
1: end, like the last entries that I can find see what was going on
0: um right so you flip through there and uh at at the end it's like uh, um a passage that or a little writing that says um you know after a long and arduous adventure i finally uh, uh, reached the the point of battle and i will um i will challenge him tomorrow and if There are no further writings. You'll know that I was not successful.
1: Well, Threnzon, seems you were not successful. Let's go a little bit further uh, back in time. Let's see uh, maybe what was leading up to this.
0: Okay. Yeah, so you thumb back a bit to see um, if you can get some more information. And then Fenrith. Yeah. uh, You find that opening again that you guys had went in before. Okay.
4: So I'll, uh, start through there, try and make my way as close as I can get into that area.
0: Um, so basically you can make it through and then down the steps, but then, um, at, as you get to the bottom and you look at the massive, you know, ba- essentially gate that marked the entrance to that is nothing but a pile of rubble now.
4: And Rohan is lost for good. As uh, um give me just a bit let's go on with somebody else as so i can see if there's anything that i can might be able to try and do
0: um all right so rohan um you you blew on that whistle and you wait a bit and eventually tempest arrives okay and uh, she comes you know she she lands next to you and says uh hello I'll say hello have
3: the other rocks seen their riders emerge anywhere or been
0: had any any sign of them coming out? Uh, no, nobody's seen anything. We were sleeping. Ah. Uh, I only woke because of the whistle.
3: Uh, we must wake the others and have them start searching. Uh, the passages collapsed underneath the ground, and I managed to escape through one exit, but I, I've lost track of the
0: others. Um, I'll go wake them immediately.
3: I'll come with you and... Then we must hurry to the village to gather people to help dig them out should they be trapped beneath the rubble.
0: Okay. Yeah. So she, you know, bends down so you can get on.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I'll climb on her back and continue hoping that the others manage to find some sort of an exit like I did. Okay. Though they'd be stuck on a cliff face if they did.
0: All right. And then, uh, and then Graham's moving back. And I think that's a good stopping point for today. Okay. All right. so if we go much further, then we'll have to go
2: a lot all further. The way.
0: Oh man, thank you. Yeah, so we'll pick it up there um next session with Ron going to wake up the rest of the rocks to do it.
2: This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening.